Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have one line open for you, and we'll do our best to help you out with computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And I am Stan Corrected. I, uh, the Michigan advice I gave was incorrect. So if you're still listening out there in Michigan, uh, we did a little bit more research. Mike helped us with this, and he said, well, you know what, Eric? If you do delete the file off your phone, it does get removed from the iCloud there, from uh, Apple, which I would not have expected. I would have expected it to stay as a quote-unquote backup, but it's really not a backup per se that you would expect normally. Now, Bob had an example before we went back on the air like if you if you your phone dies, right, and breaks and just is destroyed, right. or it's been throttled and you don't want to use it anymore. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. Uh, you get your new phone, and then it can download all the data from the Apple Cloud. That's that would be a quote unquote backup, right? But it seems as though um, folks are recommending that if you do want to save your pictures, what do you do? You save them locally. <laughs> And then back them up again uh, if you really care. Make sure it's run locally. Uh, you can't trust the cloud, unfortunately. Uh, and I completely was wrong about what I thought would, would occur. Um, and it probably works the same way with Google Photos. So um, be aware of that. When it's gone, it's gone, yep. supposedly. And the cloud can evaporate. Yeah. <laughs> dissipate on you. All right, let's go on to uh, – so I want to make sure our, our friend in Michigan got that correction. Hopefully he's still listening. Let's go to Charles in uh, Hartford uh, first. Morning, Charles. Hello. How are you? Good, sir. How are you? Good. Thank you. I uh, opened up my computer this morning to check the emails. Yeah. And evidently, I think my son been on my computer again. Uh-oh. So see here where is a turbo tax ad and the box where you check to delete it. They have it blocked off with a red circle with a check mark in it. I can't. I don't know where to get rid of it. Oh, it's, it's email spam, and you can't get rid of that email? Yeah. What do you think, Bob? I mean, it's right there in your email. How are you accessing your email? Is it through a web browser, or do you are you using, like, Outlook or something? Uh, I guess it's through Yahoo. Okay. Yahoo Mail. So within Yahoo Mail, you should be able to delete that that spam message. Um I can't imagine Yahoo's forcing an ad on you, a forced spam message, but then again, maybe they are. Uh, we would have to go look to see um, if Yahoo is doing that. Um, but you should be able to remove any email within your system. Well, you know the little, little box where you check it when you want to delete something? Not within Yahoo. I don't use Yahoo Mail, so I don't know exactly. I, I believe you, though. 
it's just got a, a circle there and, and, and a check mark inside the circle, and I can't get to it. Hmm. I wonder if it's forced, some sort of forced email spam. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them, though. I'm trying to see here for you there, Charles. But you can re- you can delete other things, no problem, right? Yes. I'm wondering if it's a new feature. Can't stop spam on AT and T Yahoo. Well, it looks like it's not. You're not alone. Now it's 2013 post. It's a little too too old. I may have to do a little research here for you, Charles. I don't have anything coming up. That gives me any answers, apparently, that I can just say, hey, you got to do this. Um, but uh, have you looked in – Do have you gone to your spam settings, Charles, within Yahoo? No, I haven't yeah. checked that out yet. Yeah, it's saying here that it may have been added to your favorites, and oh, that's why. by accident? It could be accident. Who knows? Yeah. But well, he thinks his son was playing around. But you can go to your spam settings too within Yahoo. I'm sure you should go go check your mail settings, Charles, and see if you can ramp up your spam settings. Okay, that might reduce it. Um, we can do a little bit more research. We do have a uh, well, that's saved links you have there. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Um, we might be able to put this information up here for you too to take a look as to how to remove this email. We have some some uh, options here from Yahoo. Okay, but I. It's a little unique. Uh, I haven't found anything specific to your problem where the email can't be deleted. That just seems a little, a little draconian. Uh, I would also counsel you to get off of it, off of Yahoo, and go to something different. Well, I think Yahoo, Yahoo is from AT and T. I know, but I'd recommend anything other than those guys if you can get off of their uh, their cloudy system. Well, what you recommend? Uh, we've recommended Proton. Um, email, which is a free encrypted email service out of uh, Switzerland. It was developed by folks at MIT and uh, might be an option versus what's going on here with Yahoo and all these other cloud-based systems that you you have less and less control over. I mean, Yahoo's had their system hacked so badly. I mean, it was like, was it 2 billion addresses were hacked thanks to Yahoo? Um, So... Well, let me see if we can find some answers here for you, though, Charles. I can't find anything that's apparent that's popping up here. It's showing me why you can't remove it. But I would look at you, go into your configurations and look at your spam settings and try to turn those up a bit. You should right, be thanks. able to do that. We do have a few things we posted here for you, though. Nothing specific, right. though. Sorry, Charles. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, it's tough on some of those specific things within specific applications that we don't use as to why it wouldn't let you delete a message like that. That seems too draconian. Well, I think anything in the cloud is kind of draconic because <laughs> you have no control over it. Yeah, it's free. but And that might be why. I mean, it is tax season, and I can almost see why maybe a company like H&R Block or whatever it would be or TurboTax would pay Yahoo to force spam to your, your mailbox. I wouldn't put it past them. Um, but I'll put a link here as to ch- how to change your, uh, your incoming mail within Yahoo for, uh, to see if that helps you at all, Charles. And uh, let's continue on then. We're going to go to... Um, more email questions. Tracy in Weathersfield next. Hey, Trace, what's up? Hi. Um, so as of Wednesday um, afternoon at about 1 o'clock, our email just stopped coming in. And um, we have a Mac 
so we use the client, you know, um, interface or whatever you call it. Yeah, the mail client. Yeah, the mail mail client. Thank you. And so when we went in, um, because it kept saying like, you know, enter your password or whatever, it was not um, recognizing our password. Uh Oh. And then when we went to um, sign in, like through. Because I guess it's an AT&T supported um, – yeah. oh, because our email is um, – Yahoo. suffix on it is SNET. Oh, SNET. Mm-hmm. They could have retired that on you, but go ahead. Okay, that's what I'm wondering. So <clears throat> when we go into login, it says, for your security, your AT&T access ID has temporarily protection lock. To unlock it, um, reset your password. Ah. And then no matter what we did, though, we can't get in. Oh boy. I think you got to call them. It sounds like your mailbox has been hijacked. Yeah, like really? they, they must have noticed a lot of attempts on your mailbox, and then it finally got locked because somebody was trying to get into Tracy at whatever, at SNET, and they tried and tried and tried and finally locked your account. Okay. So you, you probably will have to call them. Now, S- yeah. at SNET, it, it's going to go away, just like SBC Global. It's going to go away. Okay. Uh, so you may not want to be at either of those domains going forward anyways um i know a lot of people have your email address but the moment this changes on you, you're going to have to go through this change anyways you know yeah, so um that's really good advice and i agreed with you and i was trying to explain that to my husband which he totally agrees but it's old habits are hard to break you know but i know i did know. go um i opened up when this happened i opened i had opened up um a gmail account okay and so i started slowly you know Transferring the contacts over to that. Yep. Um, so, do you think that at this point, I, I mean, do you think at this point I should even bother to call them and unlock it? Or well, if you don't care, like, if if you don't care about the email that's there, and you're already moved over to Google, now I'll tell you, Tracy, make that password hard. Make okay. it like 17 characters, crazy, maybe a crazy phrase with all sorts of weird characters in it. That's, your email password needs to be the most difficult password you've ever come up with. Really? And, and then go write it down somewhere because you're going to forget it. Right. Um, but make it real hard. Because that's how everything, unfortunately, is is verified. This, now, okay. now all of a sudden your Google email is your keys to everything you do from Netflix to Amazon to whatever you're doing, right? And yeah. if somebody gets that password, they have access to you. Okay. So don't make it, you know, simple. You can do a passphrase. The red fox jumped over the lazy river. Yeah, and make it hard. Make all those characters within there, like change some of the characters to exclamation okay. points and numbers and what have you. Okay. All right. So, yeah, so like you said, like a, a, a phrase or something like that so that I can at least sort of semi-remember it, you know? Well, um, you shouldn't have to t- type it in too much once you configure it into your mail client yeah. and into your phones, but make it real hard so nobody else can try to hack it. And then the moment you get an email saying, hey, Google's down, uh, we need to confirm your information, don't give them your password. <laughs> don't click right, on those links. Right. You don't think this has anything to do with, um, like I recently had to go on to my um, credit reports and stuff like that because I did actually have two inquiries into my ID. All right. Onto my thing or whatever, and I mean, I'm I'm getting it all. Like, no credit cards were um, processed or anything like that. And I'm no. working with Experian. So, bottom line, I I did like have some identity theft. I think uh, somebody tried. I think somebody tried to get into your email, but yeah, it may different. not. Yeah, that's a little different than identity theft to open up credit cards, right? I need your social, 
to do yeah. that. I need to look a little bit like you. I need some sort of document that, you know, shows that I'm you and then I'll create, you know, having some dingling, then write me a credit card while I'm at the Home Depot to buy carpet, right? Right, um, exactly. That's different than hacking your email. Your email um, is not part of that process. Other than if so they're... Glad. if they're yeah, That makes me relieved a little bit. But if they're already... Here's the scarier part. If they're in already, yeah. if, if they're in your email and they're reading it because they have your password, yeah. then they know everything you're doing yeah. from any kind of transactions you're doing, any legal transactions, any real estate transactions, whatever you're communicating. If there's some guy out there in the third world, um, just kind of hanging out, reading your mail. Yeah. Eventually, they can figure out enough about you to then wire yeah. money, have somebody wire money somewhere because they can act like you. That's why that password has to be so secure. And you should consider a second factor. Wow. Um, so uh, Google has some great two-factor, uh, they're like keychain devices. So along with having your password, that second factor allows for more security for anything you're logging into because it's it's physically on your person. Okay. So adding two-factor. So if you go look up, I'll put a link to it as well, um, some of Google's two-factor uh, options, you might f- add that to your, your life and you'll be even more secure. Yeah, my husband nodded. He said he knows what that is. Good. <laughs> He's a keeper. He's a keeper. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. It helped me out a lot. You're welcome. Good luck, Trace. All right, thanks. All right. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock. And we'll do our best to take your computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. We have one line open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We're going to go to Don and Canton next. What's going on, Don? Don, you there? Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm here. I uh, I love you, love the show, and uh, thanks for answering my call. Sure. Um, yeah, I just just bought a uh, an external drive. Sure. Uh, Good. You know, uh, it's a solid state. We're seeing it seems like most of them are solid state now. I know very few spindle. An external solid state drive? Oh, that's nice. That's probably real fast. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. I've got I've got Windows 10. Yeah, and uh, you know I'm kind of used to with uh, a little a stick drive. You know, I put the stick drive in, in a USB port. Yeah, thumb drive. Yeah, and and the uh, yeah thumb drive and uh, uh, File Explorer you know recognizes it and mm-hmm. sees it. Yep. You know I've got and but with this external drive, didn't see it. Didn't oh. come up. Okay. And uh, I'm uh, it's just kind of. Put up a red flag for me. Yeah. Uh, what brand is it? Online, I, I, I kind of googled, uh, you know, uh, Windows 10 won't recognize external drive. Yeah. And it seems like you got to go through the recommendations there from all kinds of uh, websites. It seems like I had to go through all kinds of hoops for that brand to, to work for that brand drive. Be, huh? For that brand drive, or I mean, you can do it. No, I, I, just in general. Just in general. Well, no, external drives work pretty well with uh, Windows 10. I haven't had any issues. Typically, if issues? it has a USB interface, it'll it'll uh, recognize it, unless it's assigning it the same letter as a mapped drive, in which case you know you'd have to go into uh, System Manager, into the Disk Management, and change the drive letter. Yeah, I've only got. Uh, I don't have uh, hardly any. 
I've got you know a couple of printers attached, mm-hmm. and that, that's that's it. There's no other uh, letters that I see on file when I open File Explorer. Well, I mean, we do have some tips that we can link for you as to what you need to do to maybe modify your your USB devices so that it so acts differently. What you could do is if you open up your device manager and you have that in there, and then you plug in your device, you should see it show up. Now, if it doesn't recognize it, it'll it'll have a little yellow triangle on it. Right. But you, it'll show up. Could it be also that you've got a you know the wrong interface? Like you've got a USB two uh, port on your computer, and you're plugging. Well, it should down. It should downgrade. No, it's a, it's a C to a C. Uh, C can be trouble. USB C, yeah. That can be trouble. Yeah, the device only has a C port. Oh, you're and kidding. You, and it, well, yeah, and what, well, what they do is they give you. This is I don't know if you heard of this company it's in New York City, Glyph Glyph. Uh, Glyph Tech Technology or Glyph uh, Technology, no. G-L-Y-P-H. Okay. But uh, anyway, yeah, all they give you, they give you two wires. They give you a C to C wire and a C to A. Gotcha. Yeah, they give you the two wires, but... Um, well, what do they say? Have you contacted those guys? It's it's Saturday. <laughs> oh, well, you just bought it? You just got it in today? I just got it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so USB USB C is a whole different character. Um, so you're not just plugging it in it. That's a little. It's quote unquote supposed to be smarter, um, but uh, it is a whole different animal there. So, is there a way for you to adapt from USB C to USB? Oh, you said you don't have any USB uh, ports. Well, they oh, have no, USB. I, yeah, I I could go. Uh, I, yeah, it's the 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 drive, the external drive is just a C port. Right. But I, I've got a wire that'll go from uh, from it to uh, a regular USB A. Have you tried that? Computer. Have you tried it? I haven't tried. I haven't tried. Oh come on, man! Yeah. Come on, go out there and try that. <laughs> you got the wire. You know why they gave you the wire for this exact problem? <laughs> I guess well, I was thinking C to C would be faster. That's all right. Yeah, but you're right. I should try the C to A. I bet you you do that right now, and you call us back. You're going to say, hey, it worked. Because <laughs> you know why? I think the USB-C has so much garbage connected to it as far as all of its capabilities. At the moment, you plug in some stupid hard drive. The, the, the manufacturer is like, why are you plugging in a hard drive here? We're so cool being USB-C. We can power this and interface with that. Why would you yeah. plug in a drive? You know, it's some, some geek didn't figure you were going to do it, and that's why they included that cable. I, I mean – yeah, it goes back to the drivers, right? The drivers probably on 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 Windows Ten. It goes back to the yeah, it. the drivers. It goes back to what's going on with that that device itself. So that's why they're like, if you want to plug it in, just plug it into a stupid USB port and it'll work better. I bet you. I'll try it. I'll try it. Yeah, I was thinking C to C because I was thinking, and just it got me by surprise. I didn't see it in File Explorer, like a like a thumb drive. Yeah, know? it didn't show up. It didn't show up. Yeah. Right. So. I'll try it. Yeah, try it, Don. I would, I'd bet you it's going to work. All right, thank you. You got it, sir. Thanks for calling. All right. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break. But uh, everything we've talked about, all sorts of stuff, have been posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. Mike G's posted it. He's feverishly trying to keep up with all these posts. 
So go ahead and check out that at the Old Fashioned website. And uh, it's the name of the show.com, which also works. If you follow us at Tap Computer Systems on Facebook, if you're still doing Facebook, <laughs> people are still doing Facebook these days, less and less of us are. Uh, but if you still are, you can like us on Facebook, and these links will get into your news feed somehow, magically. Zuckerberg goes through it and says, yay, no, yay, no. And then, of course, if you follow us on Twitter over at Tab Computer Sys, uh, it'll get into your newsfeed as, as well. So feel free to follow us in these places, and we'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock. And then Dr. Alessi's in the green room getting ready for uh, healthy rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. So stick around for that. Let's go right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. We're going to go to Henry in Hartford. What's up, Henry? Hi, i got a weird problem. Oh, boy, we're having a lot of those today. Yeah. Uh, I have Yahoo email. I've been using uh, Google Chrome. All right. And a couple of months ago, it started. Uh, when I try to forward an email, mm-hmm. on the bottom left where there's a, like a send button, you push the send button and you send it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's disappearing. <laughs> uh, for a while, it was like normally it's about maybe a half inch wide, uh, thick, high, and uh, it went down so that it was only like about an eighth of an inch high, and I was still able to finesse it to send it. But then just recently, it, it, it disappeared below <laughs> the bottom. <laughs> So it's <laughs> your your button's probably there. I'm sure it's there, but there's something going on with either your resolution on your screen or where your window is within your browser. You need to kind of move it up. How can you do that? You should be able to grab the top of the of the banner of your browser and hold it with your mouse and drag your whole screen up. Or if you hit the square, you got an X and then you've got a square box. You can actually hit that square and it'll bring the whole app to full screen. Most likely yours is not in full screen and it's kind of bleeding to the bottom of the screen, I'm guessing. Or you could tap the top of your title bar and hit uh, control minus and make the resolution smaller so it kind of more information fits in the same screen. Yeah. We're, we don't think Yahoo's hiding the send button on you. Yeah, I know, but uh, tap the title bar. Tap the title bar, Bob said, yep. And what did you do, Bob? Then you hit the control button and the minus button. And that'll change the It'll resolution. It'll change the resolution in your browser so that wow. more information shows in the same space. Huh. It has to do with how you're seeing the data. And if it gets too small, you can hit control and plus and make it bigger. Right. Or again, like I said, you've got the X, the box, and the dash in the right-hand corner of that browser. Hit the box, and that'll bring the whole app to full screen. Now you should be able to see, and then you have a... A bar to the right that you can then drag up and down to you know to see anything below that you're missing, but there's no way Yahoo's hiding the send button on you. I know, but it just happened. You know, it started gradually happening about a month ago, and uh, you know, just I didn't do anything unusual. Well, something changed. Yeah. If you if that box has always been a a movable box and not a locked box, when I say you know it's not a full screen versus a box that you can move around within the screen, you could have nudged it and continued to nudge it further and further and further. Um, and that might be the issue. <laughs> but you're, you're definitely just messing with your view 
of your uh, email browser there if I had to if I had to guess. So try to move that box around. Can you do it, Henry? I don't know. I'm not near my computer right now. All yes, right. Uh, other people were having trouble. I put a little link there and it said uh, this this person was having the same problem. And what they did is they converted their mail to plain text, and then the send button reappeared. Right, so it reformatted what you saw and brought up the send button. That's just another way to approach the problem. Hmm. Uh, it's just not displaying. You're not seeing the bottom of the box. Yeah. So, so do you have anybody else that works on this computer, Henry? Uh, I'll ask. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I'll have to see if they have the same problem with their email. Well, most likely, ask them if they changed any resolution or changed something as to how to view something, and that okay. would have changed it on you. Sure. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome, Henry. Yeah. yeah I think uh, sh- shows a lot of different uh, things to try. Also, yeah. That, that you put up there. The beauty of Windows is it's very. Variable, flexible. flexible. Yeah, you can make your changes, and then that's also not the beauty. Yeah, and then it's uh, when things don't work right, it's it's a feature, it's exactly. not a flaw exactly. or a bug. Let's go on to Dan in New Britain has got an answer for somebody. Hey, Dan. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, yeah, just real quick, uh, that the Charles that had the problem with the Yahoo Mail, yes, uh, TurboTax email. Yeah, it was locked. I, he couldn't almost- delete it. No, no, it's, I'm almost 100% positive that what he's looking at is actually not an email, but it looks like an email. Uh, what Yahoo Mail has been doing for maybe a year or so now is they'll put little ads in this stack of um, email preview windows. Ah. It looks just like an email, and you can't delete it or anything. I just ignore them. And then if you, if you, it's usually the top, top one or two, it's not an email, but it looks like an email, yeah. uh, in the stack. And you can't get rid of them. They're just—it's going to be there until you know forever. <laughs> so it is a so force. It's a force messaging. They are—it's some sort of advertising. It's force. Yeah, it's an ad. It's a—it's a—it's a rectangular ad that looks that, like an email. That's the shape of an email. <laughs> oh, that's just disgusting. Yeah, yeah. They've been doing that for a while. <laughs> well, it, when they first when they first started doing it, I, I thought this is annoying. But then I, I realized just ignore it. It's yeah. Stupid. So that makes sense, Dan, to me. That makes sense because it makes no sense. You can't delete an email, but it does make sense that it's an ad you're stuck with. So right. I, one other thing, real quick. Yeah. Um, the, the USPC issue. Yeah. The guy was having. Yeah. I have noticed, and this is you wouldn't think this could be possible, but you know how the, a USB connector you can rotate it rotate the mail connector 180 degrees and, and insert it in yeah the, in works the, the same way you can go back and forth yeah sometimes uh, this has actually happened it only works one of the ways and you, what you do is flip it and try whatever you're doing again and sometimes it works i've seen that yeah but yeah. so that's illogical because you could also say you're eating a peanut butter sandwich when you did that and it also worked so I don't. I don't buy that logic, Dan. I appreciate. No, but I've, I've switched it back, and the thing wouldn't work again. And then I switch it the other way, and it works. I believe you. Yep. It's not supposed to work that way logically. Uh, yeah, there's something. There's something wrong. It's. It's something up with that USB-C port that really is the snag here. It could just be the function of you pulling in, pulling out. I don't know. I hear you. I'm not trying. Yeah. I'm not trying to say what you're but saying is wrong. Try. Hey, what the heck? It's yeah. But he should also be tapping his head and chewing gum while he does it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it'll work. Dad, I appreciate the answer though on the email thing. And heck, maybe there is something I don't know about USB C. But I always thought it was ambidextrous. It can go either way, and it doesn't matter. It can go either way physically, but I just think some some devices or or the software interface, whatever, only likes it one way and not the other way. I don't know. It shouldn't tell. I can't tell. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, it can't tell up or down. Yeah, well, I think it can tell. Uh, see, Bob's starting to buy your... Buy <laughs> no, your, because uh, I've seen that. that. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. I've actually seen that happen. Well, it makes any sense. All right. I, I appreciate it, guys. Crazy. They are, man. That's why they're not logical anymore, and that's why this show is getting a lot harder. <laughs> All right. Take it easy. Thanks, thanks Dan. Uh, bye-bye. So, yeah, that would be really bad engineering if you if you had to plug the... The USB-C, which is designed to well, go anyway. Well, the whole design is supposed to be so it doesn't matter right. which way you have it. So there is no but wire I that's up or down. I actually have a USB-C Me co- too. cord yeah. that works with my iPhone Yeah, that only works one way. That's That doesn't work. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> All right. Well, what the heck? It's computers. What can I say? It could be right. Uh, let's go on to uh, take a quick call here in F- Tom in Florida next. What's up, Tom? Uh, I'm trying to copy pictures from my camera to a folder on the computer yeah don't do it from and your camera don't do it from your camera do you have a do you have actual stick in there a memory stick no you don't no no it's just a camera you plug in there's no there's no memory or anything like oh boy that. okay that's usually a no-no but all right what are you trying to do tom well i plug the camera into the computer and i'm copying the pictures from the camera to, to a file folder yeah and it's putting today's date on it rather than the date that the pictures were taken. Well, that's the date you're copying the files, my friend. Well, how come I do it other times than it copies the date that uh, that the pictures were taken? It wouldn't. When you write a file to the drive, it's going to write the file's date that you, ri- you wrote it to the drive. Now, there are meta tags within those files that do relate to the date of the picture. So you can still find out when you took that picture because the operating system will have what's called a meta tag. If you have GPS on your phone, it'll actually know where it was taken as well. But um, when you write a file to a drive... If you uh, right-click on your file explorer, you can actually change the the headers of all the little things that that shows up. So you, you may be seeing... Uh, the date that the file was putting there rather than the, the original date of the uh, file. Based on the view. Correct. So where would you do oh, that? How do I change that then? I right-click <laughs> on File Explorer. Yeah, up near the top, you right-click. Up near the top, you right-click. Right. Pin, downloads, desktop, pictures. Uh, let's see. Are you talking about on the folder itself or on the one down the bottom? On the fold, on the folder itself. On the folder itself, up on the top. Click on what view? Yeah, I haven't found it. I haven't used it in quite a while, but I know you can do it. You can change what shows. So you can see when the you're gonna view via meta versus the actual writ, written date that's happening right now as you're copying it. We're gonna take it. We're gonna put you hold for a second as we look this up for you. All right, Tom. All right. And we're coming okay. to a break anyway, so hang on. We'll have Tom on hold, and uh, Don and Mark, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back, believe it or not. We found the answer for Tom really quickly here for you. Tom, you there? I'm here. All right, so Bob's going to give you the try to give you the uh, steps quickly here. So under File Explorer, the first thing to do, go over to View. Okay, I got it. And change it to Details. Change it to Details, okay. okay. Now then, uh, I don't know, about three bars down, you're going to see where it says uh, Name, Date Modified, Type, Size in your column. Right. Okay, those are the columns. If you just go hover over the name and right-click, okay, you can see all the columns that are selected. So on mine it says name is grayed out, but it's checked. 
and then date modified type size. The next one is date created. created. There's uh, authors, tags, title, status, and if you click more, a box comes up, and there's all sorts of metadata that you can check to display. So you want to check probably date created, and now you'll see when that file was created versus when it was copied. Let's see. I'm scrolling down now. Is it there? Well, if it's not, we can't help you. <laughs> well, you yeah, should I see. They, I see they created. Yeah, is it checked? Yeah, should I uncheck the one up top? Date modified? Well, that's yeah. up to you. It's yeah, you whatever want, you want to see. Date created should be on there for you. So now when you look at details, the view you're looking at should show you the creation date and the date you copied it. Oh, okay. It'll show both then. Okay. It should great. be showing both. So. Play around with that, Tom, but that's how you turn on or turn off the metadata on those files. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. Good job. Thank you. You're welcome. Send the check over here to WTIC. No problem. <laughs> I listen to you every Saturday down here uh, in Florida. Uh, we appreciate it, sir. Tell your friends. Will do. All Thanks. right. Take Bye. it easy. Bye-bye. All right. We solved Tom's issue. Let's move on to Mark in Bristol. What's going on, Mark? Hey, guys. Good morning. Morning. Hey, before my question, I just want to make a comment. Uh, on Bob's comment that the cloud can evaporate. I think that was that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it can. And I'm going to plagiarize him in some of my classes, if that's okay. Of course. Yeah, the cloud's not the solution to everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, quick, I'll get to the question really quickly. Um, I'm trying to make a decision to buy a laptop online. Mm -hmm. um, I don't buy new laptops. So I let other people hit the, have the depreciation, and I buy them a year or two old. All right. Um, the one I have now is a dual-core T78 processor running at 2.2 gigahertz. Yep. The one I, the one I want to buy is an i7 uh, quad-core running at 1.63. Uh, I did all the searching online that I could, and I find that the dual-core is actually faster for a single processor, whatever average user is going to use it for, than this i7. I want the i7. It's got HDMI ports on it, other things, but my... PC is fine if I don't need to run or play games on right. the machine. Yeah, so, so what are you going to be doing with it, Mark? Just word processing and stuff? Well, uh, just uh, looking on uh, looking on eBay, maybe uh, YouTube, mm -hmm. that, those things, and leaving those tabs, files open, uh, not files, but the tabs open, and maybe some banking and this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, well, the, right. I, the i7 will work then, you, you know, even if it's not as fast as a dual-core uh it, sh it should be fine because you want the other interface that you're looking for. The other thing you need to uh, consider also is that whether or not an application uses the um, amount of cores that you have on your system depends right. on the programming because right. right. they, they can program it so it only uses one or they can program it to use multiple. Right. So it's not necessarily that you need to have quad core or what have you. Right. So your other requirement you said was HDMI, right? Well, it'd be nice to have. I don't need it for a projector occasionally. It would be good to have, but it's not something I'd buy the machine for. Oh, okay. Well, then, then go if you want the faster processor. Again, for what you're doing, if you put the two computers together, I defy you to notice the difference between the dual-core and the quad-core based on the specs you read off. Okay. You, you probably wouldn't see anything. Now, if you're doing CAD or something different, then, of course, those specs matter in a different way. Right, um, right, right. I guess the, the memory side bus speed would, would have something to do with it, too, as well, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and how much RAM are you putting in there? How much is in there? Well, I have four now. The new machine would have eight. I don't know if that would make up for the difference in processor speed. Is there is the operating system a 64-bit operating system coming with it? Yes. Okay. Um, it'll help. Again, depending on what, based on what you said you were doing, again, I don't think you'll see much difference. 
Okay. So you know what? I'm sorry, go ahead. So just look at the cost at this point. <laughs> okay. Well, the cost is going to be zero because I'm not going to hit the buy it now button. You're not? <laughs> no. <laughs> and after talking to you, that this is kind of what I came up with in base Basically, what Bob said too. Unless you're running something that needs those extra cores, you're right. not really going to see a speed difference. Right. So, Mark, I got another Bobism for you. If you want to hear, okay. <laughs> he's got a live one. He's going to go all the way. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready to write. I'm ready to write. Sometimes the cloud rains on my parade. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank right. you, gentlemen. You got it, Mark. Take care. Take it easy. We're trying not to be too corny here, <laughs> although we're both guilty. Let's go on to uh, Don and Canton next. Hey, Don, what's up? Yeah, I know. I tried that uh, A. Uh, let's see, C C on the uh, the external to A the A USB on the computer, and it didn't that, work. It, it, it didn't show up on File Explorer either. Ooh. It shows up under uh, you go to Control Panel, and then the Control Panel you and go the to you device know, Devices. It does show up as Devices, but it's not giving itself a letter. Yeah, no, it just show, yeah, it shows uh, it shows up in the, in the control panel on the device, but it just uh, the options are just uh, I don't you, know. Uh, well, that's drop it in, or, so. Then basically, you've proven it's not the C or the USB, right? You've proven that now. So now yeah, it's something else. Now it could be a driver or some other software you need to download from the manufacturer to make it talk because it's a little special. Okay, well, talking to you, I'm uh, a little leery of this particular hard drive. Uh, let me ask you this, just a real quick one. Yeah. Is there any uh, external hard drive manufacturer or whatever that you would recommend? Yeah, mostly we recommend Seagate and Western Digital. I mean, they're the most common. The one you described, I've never heard of, and I've never seen a solid-state one yet that's external. We typically find most of the drives that are external are still spinning, um, and they're multi-terabyte, and they're inexpensive. So Western Digital's uh, Seagate are two very common brands. Maybe you return this I would this say one. the two of them, too. And I, I know Staples carries, uh, I think they carry... Uh, yeah, how'd you find this place? So you, you know, I went on, online, too. I've had good luck in the past with DMH Photo All right. in New York City. Yeah, well, you could always ask them if they sell it. They probably are open in New York. You could always yeah, ask them. Yeah, they get good support. Even if you haven't sold it, you can kind of do a pre-sales question and say, hey, is there anything I need to know about this thing? Yeah, you know, right. Kind of, That's true, true. Kind of I mean, Lacey is another one at that stable. Yeah, Lacey. You heard of Lacey? Oh, yeah, Lacey's great. Lacey's def- good, too? Oh, yeah. You know, the, what I liked about the reason I got this one, because it came in a 500-gigabyte size. Uh-huh. I don't need uh, – it seems like a lot of them now, the minimum is a terabyte. Yeah, well, yeah. So most people want external storage to be big. More I, I've never found a person that wants it to be small. Yeah, I guess it's not that expensive. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But with Seagate and Western Digital, I'm limited to uh, a terabyte. Maybe I just have to get the terabyte. Yeah, don't be afraid of the size. Well, no, it's just, it's so so much more than I need, that's all. All right, well, you must come from a time where, you know, you don't want to waste anything. You you probably clean your plate and all that, too, which is awesome. Uh, But I'm telling you, get get a big drive. doesn't matter. Seagate, Western Digital. I've got a, yeah, I've got an old Seagate hanging around here too. But yeah, you plug that thing in, it'll work every time. And right out of the box. Right out of the box. I promise. Yeah. Windows. Windows. Now, what are they? Seagate, Western Digital. Are they spindle or are they solid? Yeah, they'll be spindle. They'll be spindle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're not solid state. I, if they're solid state at those sizes, they'll be very expensive. Basically, all the memory manufacturers are making them, but a lot of times they have adapters too. 
So it'll adapt it from one that fits on the motherboard to one that'll fit in a USB. Right. Uh, in a carriage or cage. Ca- cage, yeah. So they're all spindles, Don. You got, you got something spindles. kind of weird. I never heard of you. And clearly it doesn't work. So no, I'd, it doesn't. I'm I'd send, punt it. I'm going to send it back. I think I get something else. Yeah, pick but up just, something just local. A one, just a quick one on Google, Google Photos. Yeah. You know, I, just to save space on the iPhone, I moved, uh, somebody told me to remove, move everything over to Google Photos. I go into my Google account and I pull up Google Photos. Yeah. And those photos, I guess it's the cloud, they don't show up there. I don't know. They show up on my phone. But they're not, they're not going to the cloud? I don't know where they're going. <laughs> well, <laughs> connect them to the... Connect, connect, Connect them to your computer and copy them that way. I have no idea where they're going either. But we're out of time, Don. I'm sorry. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your information. All right. Thank you. We're going to uh, thank everyone who called us on this Saturday morning. And I want to thank uh, Mike for posting everything live over at computertalkwithtab.com. I want to thank Matt for producing. Stick around. Dr. Alessi's up next with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your, on your health advice. See you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.